road. Here we are again. I'm here with my good friend, Ron. I was best friend a minute ago. My best friend, Ron. And my good friend, Michael. That's nice. Thank you. Hello. More of an acquaintance, Michael. Jesus. <laughs> Technical That's support. True. And me, of course. It's it's David. David here. Hi, David. Um, so... If you listened to our last episode, which I don't know if we posted, so maybe you didn't, but you might have, you will have met Michael already. Mm-hmm. If that one never made it live, then fuck you. And wow, here's Michael. That's one way to get subscribers to the podcast. Fuck uh, you. Why not? Yeah, sure. Fair enough. It's it's not it's not personal. It's just a blanket statement, like. You know, fuck you to everybody. We didn't post it because it wasn't good enough for you. Because you guys deserve better than what we came up with last night, right? No, I'm pretty sure it's going to make it up. Okay, so this conversation cool. is pointless. Then everyone's heard it. Everyone knows who Michael is, and no need to say fuck you. No need. Yet I, I take that back. Ye- but guys. hang on to it for later. I will hang on to it. I mean, I feel like we've been pretty upfront though. This isn't about the audience. No, this, this is, is about, about the us. people in this room. Yeah. <laughs> All 18 of us. Mm-hmm. All the technicians. Yeah, there's there's so many. I need my drum tech to tune that bass drum for me. I can't quite get the right G sharp. That's uh, some pretty um, <coughs> specific uh, tuning you're doing there for your drums. Well, yeah. That's what happens what, that's if what professionals do. Fair enough. I think that um, the, the sound of a snare, the timbre, or, or a lot of drums aren't necessarily pitch sensitive. Though. Did you say timbre? Is yeah. that a word? Yeah, it means, Tim- the, it means the sound. Ta- the definition of timbre is everything to do with the sound except for pitch. How do you spell timbre? And volume. T-I-M-B-R-E. Okay. I would say timber. You is would. It, is it pronounced timbre? Well, hipsters say timbre. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I took a lot of musical theory. How do you say it? I would agree with timbre. Really? It's timbre. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, I had no idea. So it's everything to do with sound except for pitch and volume. Okay, count me a fucking idiot. No, all good. I'm That's why we're here. Pour some more wine. <laughs> okay, so today what? Uh, we decided um, a month or two ago, me and Ron... Solo recorded an album. Or an album. <laughs> we recorded a, and it was a awesome. secret album. It was amazing. You guys can buy it in six to eight months, or yeah, never. No. We recorded a, an episode of this podcast, and we discussed health at length. It was probably like two hours. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty long, long, right? And at the end of that, we realized that we don't know fuck all about health. And no, no, I think we just realized we could do better. We could do better. Okay, well. I, I have a lot of head knowledge about health, and I have zero heart knowledge about health. I do nothing healthy for myself in any category. And I don't know how Ron feels about that, but that's where I Well, that first glass of wine you have every day while you're brushing your teeth in the morning probably is a healthy move, but... I don't drink before 5 p.m. Okay. No, okay. better man than okay. me, that's for sure. On a weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll have a drink before 5. Really? On a weekend? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Hundred percent sunny day. Never before ten thirty a.m. I don't touch. I don't touch booze until the clock hits five. Never. Oh, cool. It's a good rule. Well, it's, it's not helping me. <laughs> you should start going to bed at four thirty, a.m. No, p.m. Oh. <laughs> well, no, you can't drink when you're sleeping. Yeah, let's go to bed at like six a.m. and wake up at four. You know what I mean? Four. Brush your teeth, have a cup of coffee, pot of coffee, and then pour drinks by five. 
Oh, wait, so you're you're sleeping like from 6 a.m. till 4 p.m. And then drinking. Hunter S. Thompson would mm-hmm. go to bed every day at 8 a.m., sleep till 4, immediately wake up and have a cigarette and a drink. Hmm. And within about an hour, he was doing blow. Oh, yeah, or LSD. And, and, and how, old, how old was he when he died? I think he was 16. in his 70s. He wasn't that old, though. But, oh. you know, he his routine was to get plastered all day, and then he wouldn't actually do his art until about midnight. Right, and then from midnight till eight a.m., he'd continue to get plastered, but he would write or paint. Or I don't, I don't know how that's possible. I can't do anything when I'm drunk, creatively. Yeah, fair enough. Can I you? think he's famous for being kind of intoxicated and writing and all that. Well, yeah, but did he? There's lots of writers that he, were like that, eh? Yeah, sure. Uh, what's his name? There he used to drink nonstop. Well, lots of them. I can't think of any names right now, but they all did. I think if you're talking the entertainment uh, industry. The number of people who drink and, and perform is probably countless. Uh, but performing is one thing, but actual creating, like I can, I don't know, like like I could public speak in front of a crowd, a, like a little bit drunk and or drinking. Yeah. And enter- be entertaining mm-hmm. for an hour or more. But like after that, no. There is a line, right? There is a line, yeah. Yeah. And I find the same thing with a- any skill I have, like music or drawing or anything. Like at a certain point, you can see the deterioration of everything that's happening. 100%. And, and it's garbage. If I have drinks, I basically can't sit down and write music. And I know that. Mm-hmm. As soon as I choose to pour a drink, my artistic evening is done. But you choose to pour the drink because you're scared that you're not going to perform as well. It's not even that. What is for me? I think that with the buzz and the glow on, I, I just I just can't get into it. I, I my mind is softer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I can't concentrate the same way. That's true. I've tried, believe me. Now marijuana is a different thing. And I'm not suggesting that you can do more work with marijuana, but it but affects you in a different way. Can you? I think that you can get more interested in what you're doing when you're stoned than mm. alcohol might make you. I'm not saying it makes you better. But you know, I always say this when I went to um the Art Institute in Vancouver for years, uh, for two years. Um, At that particular time, I was in my 20s and I smoked a lot of pot. And I was taking uh, audio production. So it was a bunch of like nerds (laughs) who wanted to make techno. And I would go home and smoke a joint. And then uh, I would sit in front of the software for hours and hours and hours and absolutely produce nothing. But I would spend hours digging through every menu looking at every plugin like being so curious right. and i actually think that although i wasn't very productive it helped me sit it helped my adhd i suppose sit in front of a computer for hours and tinker well that that repetitive techno beat too must really buy into that being stoned right? you know i can't tell you how many times i've i've written like four bars of a techno beat and then woken up in the morning and thought this is shite do you know what I mean? And that's that's what weed will do. Uh, yeah, I've I've only smoked weed a handful of times, and every single time I am useless, just yeah. useless. Like I I just I'm standing there with huge eyes and stare at the wall, and I can't I can't even talk to you, let alone perform. Maybe if you're uh, you got to have a bit of passion to to sit there and and want to learn. Like, I mean, if you want to do something critical like your taxes, I don't think you should be smoking weed. I don't, I don't, you know, no matter how carefully you'll read the forms, you're probably not going to be very good at it. Um, but I think if you're just sitting in front of software and you're just going from menu to menu, 
you know, looking at what this does, playing with that knob, it might seem like it's a waste of time, but mm. you're really kind of getting deep into the guts of the software. Mm. So yeah. that's you, my philosophy. Opinion, Ron? I've never been stoned. Ever. Ever. Never taken anything, smoked anything. Nope. Wow, that's impressive. You're not missing anything. Doesn't well, it sounds like I'm missing I out on studying menus on software. Yeah. And on wa- staring at the wall. Digital audio workstations. And waking up and realized I actually accomplished nothing. I think that um you are missing something. I'm not I'm not trying to suggest for a moment that uh you everyone should do that sort of thing, but um the truth is that uh, you, you do kind of experience a different, I don't know, different perspective in life. And it's not necessarily better or worse or right or wrong, but you see things in a slightly different way. Oh, I have absolutely no doubt that's true. I just, it's hard to add to a conversation when you have a Yeah, yeah, no, fair, fair. No, and again, I haven't done enough to even have an opinion really, except for I know that it makes me stupid. Like just... yeah. It's definitely not Stupid. a smart drug. No. Like if you want to go to a, an adult party with people drinking wine and having intellectual conversations and you've smoked a joint, you're useless. <laughs> like truly. So and maybe they're like when I normally go to an adult party. An adult party. <laughs> maybe there are those who smoke enough and their tolerance level is higher and they can kind of pull it off, but not me. Well, once you... Once you start smoking for a while, at some point you can smoke as much as you want and nobody will even know you're high. I think because your personality changes. Too, I have though. lots of relatives like that. I don't even know when they're high. I can't know. They smoke weed all day, and I don't even know. It's yeah, like, oh, you're high right now, but I, I wouldn't know. But That's I wonder if, all the time. if for the last decade, if they had never smoked weed, if they would be exactly like they are right now, or if this has an, in fact changed them a little bit, um, not saying better or worse. I'm, I'm gonna hold comment on that so I don't get lynched. Yeah, no fair. Fair. And I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about it cuz I certainly um I certainly have smoked a lot of pot and I like it. But I, I also know that it certainly has an effect on people. So I when pe- when I meet people who have smoked a lot more or regularly, I don't consider myself a regular pot smoker. Uh, uh you know, you you wonder how much of an effect it has on their daily life, you know. How do you go to work? Well, for me it's 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 kind of the difference between a sober person and a high person. Like I can have a conversation with a sober person, and then as soon as someone comes in that is obviously high, the whole dynamic changes as to how you respond to them and how they are talking to you, and they're not they're not responding to the same social cues that they were before. They find different things funny. They they react differently to to stimuli. Like it's just it's just a different. It's a different scenario, and I, I don't know. I struggle with that. I do. I wish I, w- I didn't because it seems kind of judgy, but at the same time, it's like, no, you're not. That's not who you are. This is you yeah. high. You're but it's high. like that with alcohol, like any mind-altering drug. I guess. But I feel like when I drink, that that is closer to who I am than me sober. Because, no. No, because when I drink... No. For fuck's sakes, can I just talk? No, because when I'm like the floor, talk a lot. When, <laughs> when you drink, go ahead. When I'm sober, I feel like I'm locked up. Like I I'm socially awkward, I'm anxious, I I have zero confidence. But you throw a few drinks at me and all of that goes away. 
And that that's me. I'm not all that other shit. I'm not socially awkward. I'm not I can I can public speak. I can carry on a conversation with a strange woman. I can I can perform in front of an audience. I can do all of that. But if the alcohol for me it takes that it just takes all of that shit down a level so I can actually be me. And I don't know there's got to be a way to do that without a substance, but I don't know what that is. That's a good question. That's, Honestly. But that's so, how so I feel. Why, why I, would a depressant drug make you more outgoing? You, like it relaxes no, there's no, there's him. It no relaxes logic to that. him. That's but I've right. seen him do all those things not intoxicated. Where? Uh, Vegas? Um, at your house? I was intoxicated the whole time we were in no, Vegas. you weren't. You slept what? for 18 hours a day. Yeah, and then I drank as soon as I woke up because you guys were uh, thrusting drinks into my hands. Anyway. Come on. Okay, where else? Give me, no, give me another example. Here, with when we started the whole podcasting thing, we didn't... We're not drunk when we're doing all that. No, you're not. Have I done a podcast sober yet? How do you how do you feel about the term functional alcoholic? Because that's a lie. I'm a heavy drinker. I think I'm a heavy I'm a, drinker. I am a functional alcoholic. But I it doesn't really rob me of my life. I don't believe. You know what I mean? No, seriously. Um, there are those who are truly negatively affected by alcohol and shouldn't drink alcohol, right? Um, but I mean, I can consciously on on a Tuesday night say I'm not going to drink. I I can consciously not drink on a Sunday before work in the morning because you know what I mean? Um, or if I do get super smashed one night, I don't wake up and think I got to have another drink. I, I take a day or two off cause I feel gross. I, I, I would think that that is a healthier way to, you know, have a relationship with booze than just pounding all the time. No, I, I agree with that. And I'm, I would consider myself functioning alcoholic because I can, I'm holding down a full-time job. It doesn't affect my work. I get up in the morning. I don't get up at like 6 a.m., but I get up. I do all of my work. I look after my kids. Um, I put them to bed. They get ready for school. That None of that is affected by my drinking. The kids aren't staying home from school because I'm too right. wasted. I don't, I don't get up. I don't think about alcohol at, at noon. Right. I don't. When you're at work, you're at work. Whatever. No, I'm working. Yeah. It's not, I'm not drinking. I'm not thinking about drinking, but... As soon as 5 p.m. hits, yeah. the, like my, I'm wired now. Like it's habit. I want to drink because it relaxes me and whatever. And, you know, the doctor just told me that that's killing me. He said, you, you don't have the physiology to drink. So basically you're going to need a, a liver transplant if you keep drinking this much. But I, I drink every day more than most people drink in a week. So do you think you're powerless against alcohol? Like, do you think you could just go, you know what? I'm just going to quit for six months. Or do you feel like, nah, you're going to slide down that hole? Uh, no, I think I could do it. But I struggle with wanting to do it. Does well, that's that what sense? I mean. But the want and, and the, the, the glow that you get. Like, you know, you have a nice glass of scotch. You mm. don't even have to get plastered on it. But it gives you that warmth and it feels good. Oh, it does. You know, mentally and physically. No, truly. See, Ron, So you like that. I... I I don't know that I could actually just stop drinking, but I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm powerless over it. But at the same time, I go three, four, five, six days, and I'm like, yeah, no, I want to drink. I want to okay, well, have a glow. Let's get your perspective, Ron, because you don't drink very often. No, but you like a drink. This whole thing is radically different for me. I've quit drinking for years. What did you times. ever drink to excess? Oh, of course, like like uh, as a habit. Yeah. 
Block okay, Party okay. 2014. <laughs> no, but there was a period okay. in time, especially when we were in university, where I probably spent more on alcohol than I did on tuition and books. Okay, <clears> so <throat> what happened for you? Like, why don't you drink I, now? I don't have that kind of addictive personality. I could just drop it the next day. It's not important to me. Yeah, but if it's not booze, it's something else. Oh. Wow. It's, booze is not a problem for me. All right. Well, Look, if there was a zombie apocalypse and we didn't have access to things anymore, then sure, I would be fine without liquor. But, I mean, when I go to Costco and I can get like a you know, a 60 pounder of scotch for $70 and have a drink in front of a movie. It's pretty hard to not have a drink. When's, yeah, the, last see, time, when's the last time you got your blood checked? Uh, I had all my blood tests done in the spring. I got full life insurance. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a bit of balance. I, I work out a lot. And you I'm, do balance. You know, yes. That's different than me. Maybe. No. <laughs> Another thing is psychologically. It's also physiology. Like some people just can't do it. Well, can you do it? Can well, I, I guess, drink I guess and not have elevated liver enzymes? Yeah, you wouldn't To know. the point where my doctor threatens me with a liver transplant. Why do you got to say that like that? Because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, well, just because... Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Why do you gotta, and why no, no, I probably can't. That hurts my feelings. Well, it shouldn't. Well, those and, of us, and, and it should. Those of us who don't work in the medical field like to speak a little bit more ambiguously about things like that. Yeah, but... the. You know, I mean, it, it, for me, anyway, like, no, I probably can't. You probably can't? No. But part of that's because I'm in not good shape physically either, right? So I've already got issues beyond the alcohol. Right. So what does it take? Uh, why don't you drink to excess? Like, how do you, how do you balance it, Mike? Well, that's let's, the thing. I want to hear You've it. personally seen me drink to excess on a number of occasions. I mean, yeah. if I decide I'm having drinks tonight, I'm having drinks tonight. But, you know? but for example, like right now, you're you said you're fasting. You came in in tonight with a shaker bottle full of, I don't know what that some fuck sort that of is. substance that my wife gave me. Yeah, it's supposed to help cleanse me. So you're on a cleanse. You're not eating no, for one day, maybe two. We'll see how I feel. Okay, and how long since you drank? Um, I had a drink. I had a couple glasses of wine on Sunday night. Okay, and today's Tuesday. Uh, today is Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, and Two so days. when when's the next time you're gonna drink? Friday for sure, but likely Thursday. If I don't fast tomorrow, maybe, but likely Thursday. I'm trying not to drink during. Okay, so three days, no alcohol. Yeah. Uh, one or two of those days, no food. Yeah. Why? Because I'm trying to push myself physically. But for what reason? Uh, to s- stay healthy, to balance out the liquor, I guess you could say. I mean, so, if anything, my biggest vice is probably alcohol, but wine. What, but what's the motivation? Like, that's where I get stuck. Because my motivation to not drink is nothing. Like, I, I'm I'm unhealthy. I know it. I could need a liver transplant in, a, in mm. five to ten years if I continue this way, I guess. That's what the doctor said. But I'm not scared enough to quit. That's so, interesting. So where's the motivation? Like, is it intrinsic for you? Like, is that because you were raised? Like, is that because you're like you're from originally from British Columbia, right? Where there's a more more physical activity, arguably healthier lifestyle. Healthier lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I have a friend who just moved there uh, two years ago, and he said like. BC to Alberta is night and day in terms of physical activity. Like mm-hmm. if you're fit, 
in Vancouver. No one gives a shit. Go down to the west end of Vancouver. You'd feel like the ugliest fucking guy <laughs> exactly, ever. Exactly, right? Like everybody's yeah. ripped. And but you come to Alberta, 85% of the people here are not fit, right? A lot are not. No, yeah. it's just different. It's just a different culture. Yeah. So you grew up in BC for the most part. Yeah, most of my life. I lived yeah. in Asia for a few years. I lived in Winnipeg for a few years. But, you know, um, my, my whole adult life, with the exception of when I came to Airdrie, was was in Vancouver. Right. Vancouver. So how much do you think that that ties into your attitude towards being healthy now? Definitely gave me more exposure to it and motivated me more because everyone around me was. But, you know, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum it up for you real simple, and it's going to make it sound kind of pathetic. Exercise for me is another addiction. It's what it is. I'm really? addicted to it. Yeah, I'm addicted to running. But how do you balance that with your alcohol addiction? It's just another addiction I balance, man. I find time for it. It's weird. If I don't if I don't go for a run or do cross training or yoga or something for a day or two, I just feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. It's it's weird. <laughs> and you might think, "Oh, lucky you." You but it's 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 a weird addiction. So it's dopamine, right? It's the dopamine, yeah. I, call, I, I mean, it's the runner's high. Well, to balance that with um, a year and a half ago, I was going through a separation with my wife. Yeah. And that was probably the worst I've ever felt in my life. And I found that the only way that I could survive a full day was to um, work out like an animal. Yeah, man. So I would spend an hour or two in the gym and then I would come home and I would drink all night. So I wasn't, I was eating very little, but that's no, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but that, but that working out during the day kept me like, while I wasn't drinking, that kept me, kept the gun out of my mouth during the day. Right. Because I still wouldn't start drinking at 9am and it I'm not going to do that. Blood flowing. Yeah. It, um, I mean, it's, it's totally cliche, but it's true. Um, it, it really, I mean, habit number seven, the seven habits of uh, successful people is sharpening the saw. And that's physically and mentally. I mean, you read books, you're sharpening the saw. You work out, you're sharpening the saw. You can't forget about yourself. It's all part of taking care of yourself. You know, I would even argue that having a glass of scotch and hanging out with your friends is sharpening the saw. You know, if you're not doing it excessively. Yeah. But exercise, I mean, uh, a lot of adults don't do it. I see my parents, my mom can't touch her toes. She couldn't walk up a simple hill without... I can't touch my toes. Can, can, Fair enough. Can you? Absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah, of course you can. I can, I can <laughs> touch my toes. Can you? Yeah. Straight-legged? Yeah. Ron really? Can, Ron can attest to I this. I can't. If, and I always tell everyone this. If for the rest of your life you could only ever do one exercise, you should stretch. Whether it be through yoga or traditional, you know, football, calisthenic stretching, whatever. Um, if you don't maintain your flexibility as you get older, you're done, man. See, you that's know? why I'm so fascinated by yoga. Like, I find it so interesting. And the way I feel after I do it is it's like being a little bit high. There's yeah. something about, but that's something about exercise it. in general, I think. Yeah. You know... When you when you do enough exercise, your body gets used to it. You start to um, you start to fall into it a bit more. It becomes easier, and it's easier to capture that that runner's high, that feeling of dopamine going through your blood. Mm. Uh, it's only hard at first when your body's struggling and fighting you. You know, um, so I mean, if you wanna if you wanna 
learn what it feels like to have runners high one day. If that's your goal, you start by walking and then you run a block and walk a block and then you run two blocks and walk a block and you, you slowly crawl your way into it. Cause I mean, we're, we're, I said it yesterday, we're middle-aged guys. So for us to take up a physical activity hard right now is next to impossible. You have to wean yourself into it. Can I tell a story? Go for it. So, so this was my summer of getting back in shape. I, that was the plan. So I went to to I went to Toys R Us and I bought myself a scooter, a two wheel oh, scooter. Yeah. And I was started riding it with my kids. I have four kids and we just we were going around the block. Anyway, so about a month into that, and you guys obviously know this story, but the listeners at home don't. Actually, that's not true. All you listeners do know this story already. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, a week, um, a month into my scootering, I'm going around the block and, and the whole point of it was to be more active with my kids, do something fun because I hate running. I don't want to run. I don't want to ride a bike in the basement. I fucking hate it. I hate it. It's yeah, just, fair. it's boring. So I thought, let me, I'll get something I can play with my kids with. We can, it's active, right? I can do it. I'm going to go around the block with them. We'll go on rides and stuff. So I'm riding with my five-year-old, and we end up cartwheeling down the cement road in front of the neighbors, and I break my right foot in seven places. I don't know, a bunch of places. Three main bones and a bunch of random cracks. So now I've been in a cast for six weeks. i got to go to the doctor tomorrow to see if they're going to put uh, – they, they're talking about surgery now. They want to put screws in. So if they do that, then that's another six to eight weeks at least. And my whole goal with that was to, I wanted to be be more active and more healthy. And then I completely fucked it up. And now I'm, my right leg is half the size of my left leg now because it's atrophying and it's very depressing. Yeah. Like even to just like, I, I was trying to take a step forward and now it's like, I feel like I went 10 steps back. So I'm just going to keep drinking. You know, as you get older, if, if you're concerned about um, staying healthy physically, um, I think you have to be conscious about um, trying not to gain weight. It's hard because it's so easy when you get older. It's true. And two is not getting injured. Because mm. you get injured, man, and you are done for a long time. I, I ran a half marathon a couple years ago, and I wore these stupid flat Nike shoes. And I hurt my heel. And for like nine months... It didn't heal. It took forever, and it's because I'm 40. You know what I mean? But but what's the alternative if not trying? No, the alternative is to take care of yourself and be careful. Stretch a lot. Uh, You know, research proper form. Uh, Just just be smart about it and listen to your body. But see, I was just fucking scootering with my five-year-old. Yeah, shit happens, man. That sucks. Ron. You haven't mm-hmm. said anything in like 15 minutes. Oh, I was waiting for the best part of that story. Well, there's two parts for me you left out. What, number, number one is that you were climbing mountains too. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> I climbed mountains all the way to the top. Well, you drove 70% of the way up. No, nope, that 30. was... Uh, <clears throat> okay, so this year I also decided I was going to start hiking. So I did. I, I went all the way... Uh, I went like, no, I went three quarters of the way. I went to the saddle of a mountain in Canmore and it was incredible. It was snowy. It was amazing. We ma- I made it all the way and I haven't done anything like that in years. And then uh, a few weeks later, I did the same climb. This time I summited it 
I also th- I threw up three quarters of the way. I threw up a lot, but I had also drank like yeah, I was gonna ten say. beers the night before. That'll Two bottles of wine. But once I got three quarters of the way, I threw all that shit up, and then I made it all the way to the summit, and it was great. It, I felt awesome, and then I broke myself. This was in Canmore. Yeah. Okay. Howling, you ever climbed that one? I've heard of it. I haven't. Yeah, it's it's straight south of Canmore, so you get up to the saddle, and you can go right to the peak, and then look right down on the town. It's fantastic. Oh, sweet. It's a good hike. Yeah, it's it's just a couple hours, but for starting out, like it's tough. For me, it wouldn't be tough for you, but it was tough for me. And the first time I did it, I didn't throw up. Second time, threw up. Okay. But I don't care. I didn't feel bad about it. There was like 20 people watching me throw up. And I just kept going. And I went right to the top. And I would do it again. And if I can get out of this cast and I don't need surgery, then I'm going to go hiking again before it snows this year. But I, I would say it's better to uh, heal up from an injury over the winter. And get yeah. better for spring. Yeah, you know, but if you have to do it. Do sometimes, it though. By the time you're done the physio, there will be snow. <sighs> okay, so what? that was the first part of the story? What? Well, I think, you know, you had complications because of the break. And I think that yeah. is important to talk about because it, it helps understand why I have animosity about your drinking. <laughs> because you're not supposed to be drinking. No, I'm not. Okay, so well, I got to tell the whole story. Well, no, I just, I'm just saying there's, there's a lot to the story, right? I mean, it's not just that you got injured at 40. It's that you're learning. I'm not 40. About, well, 38. <laughs> I'm 38. Yeah. Denial. So it's about, <laughs> it's about learning not only that you're fragile, but that you're more fragile than you possibly could have imagined. Yes. There's nothing like a brush with mortality to make you rethink things, but it isn't enough to make me rethink drinking yet, which is a problem. But anyway, so what what Ron's talking about is that um, a few weeks ago I woke I woke up in the night and thought I was dying. I thought I was having either a heart attack or a stroke. Um, my brain went fuzzy. I couldn't hear anything. I was dizzy. I felt like there was someone sitting on my chest. I managed to fall asleep. Two hours later I got up and as soon as I stood up I realized that I was fucked and I, I slid downstairs to my main floor and I was by myself. My kids weren't weren't home, and my uh, I lived by myself, so it's just there was nobody here. I slid down to the main floor on my ass and took my blood pressure because I have a blood pressure monitor here, and I my blood pressure was like half of normal. What? Yeah. So I called um, my kid's mother. Uh, the kid's mother. What, what am I supposed to call her? Yeah, I don't that's know. fine. The ex-wife. Yeah, yeah she's, whose she's, name we don't speak. <laughs> She's, she's not Voldemort. She's not officially oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> she who shall not be named, and um, that's mean. Anyways, yeah, it is. yeah, she's not a bad person. No, true. Um, so I called her and I said, "Hey, listen, I need you need to take me to the hospital if you can. Like, I need to go right now." And if she had, don't call she, your best friend next you door. Could call me too. You were working. What the fuck, man. This was ten a.m. Uh, when I get out of bed. Not yeah, you're. Okay. You've been at work for three hours. Fair, <laughs> and you're. Well, you were probably on your way too. Anyways, so I called her and I said, hey, I need to go to the hospital. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll come over. So she brought me in. Anyways, so then they we went to the small town we lived in, the hospital, and they immediately decided that they figured I had blood clots, so they ambulanced me to Calgary. And then I was in the hospital for four or five days. And, yeah, I, had, I got severe blood clots in my lungs that were basically blocking off all my oxygen flow to me. And I, I it, it took a while. 
and and they found more like ultrasound in my leg like knee to groin i had another one that was at least that long ron figures it went to my foot it was well it starts in your foot right yeah so, so it, it was if it's pr- in the big vessels at the top it's likely it probably it's like the little four, vessels at the bottom it was probably like five feet four or five feet well blood clot three for sure yeah Anyways. you're not dead then honestly yeah, that's what they said. They said ten you know, years ago in the past. We wouldn't be this, having this conversation. Yeah, no, I would have been. So, I'm on. I'm on blood thinners now, which you're not supposed to drink on because that's what drinking does. And when your best friend's a nurse, he's allowed to be upset with you. Yeah, Ron's mad at me. Well, that sucks. You have a crappy story this summer. Honestly, that is that is a shitty story. Yeah, and now so tomorrow morning, ten thirty, I have an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon. He's going to look at my foot and decide if he wants to put screws in it or not. And if he does, then I'm going to be in this fucking cast for another six to eight weeks. And I can't drive because it's my right foot. And blah, blah, blah. And I got four kids and pity, 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 pity. Have you ever tried driving with your left? I know you've probably thought about the it. The thing is that th- there's nowhere for this cast to go. Like, right. Like, that's that's the worry for me. If this was 1956... And that I was in a truck. I could put it over into could the you passenger just shoot seat. Your right leg out sideways across the passenger seat. <laughs> I guess I could try. That. If he was more bendy, if he could touch his toes, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Ah, touche. Yeah, that puts you in a tough spot, though, for sure. But lucky you do yeah. the bulk of your work at home. Well, That's true, and yeah. he's got people around him that give a shit. So I we do help uh, him out. If he doesn't one, call them, though. If, yeah, he does. No, if there's one thing I've learned over the last two years is how to ask for help if I need it. I try not to, but I have learned that. And that is not, that's not something I do. I don't do that. I hate asking for help. I fucking hate it. Yeah, well, you're in a particular position right now. I think yeah. there are exceptions <laughs> to be made for you. It, it, I'd like to say it can't get worse, but it totally could. Yeah, you should mind your P's and Q's. You don't All want right. to break your arm or something right now. No. That would suck ass. I actually almost went down the stairs today. And you I'm did like, that a couple oh of weeks ago, God. too. God. I was like watching. It was like slow motion. I'm like, oh my god, here we go, head injury on top of it all. <laughs> He's gonna dislocate his shoulder and break his wrist. And uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Except for sex. There's some weird. Oh, yeah, it's not happening. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <clears throat> uh, I wanted. I wanted that to happen. But, you know, uh, I, I know that you guys wanted to approach this podcast and talk about health. And it's interesting that we start by talking about uh, alcohol and marijuana. Because, I mean, it's really, it does go hand in hand with health. We're not talking about running marathons here. But, I mean, no. keeping a healthy body and talking about our our habits and, and how they affect us positively and negatively. I mean, booze is right in there for most of us, mm-hmm. you know. You know what else I like is McDonald's. That's like yeah, that no, doesn't even me. cover it for you. I love like McDonald's. like is no, I don't need your love. I had McDonald's yesterday. Do you feel guilty? Look, when look you at the smile McDonald's? on his face when he says that. Yeah, no, he lit right it's up. fucking delicious. Do you get a guilty feeling? Do you go afterwards? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm shooting. Um, I'm shooting like you know eight or ten fries into my mouth at once, covered mm-hmm. in salt. I know my blood pressure is high. I know that this is doing zero for me. Yeah. I know that I'm on like, how many fucking medications am I on now? Like I'm on blood thinners. I'm on antidepressants. I'm on, uh, you know, high blood pressure pills, 
Plus, I'm taking like some kind of uh, vitamins that are supposed to help my foot somehow. And I'm still driving to McDonald's and I'm shoving those fucking fries into my mouth because I don't know. I want to die. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I, I think fast food is also another addiction mm. for a lot of people. It's the grease and the salt. Do you eat fast sugar. food? Very rarely. I'm not mm. trying to be a saint here. Oh, I mean, I, I have my quirks and whatever, my guilty pleasures, but I don't generally drive through McDonald's and order a Big Mac or something. When I worked in an office, I would go to McDonald's on a regular basis, but I would eat my McDonald's in the parking lot of the hotel across the street from McDonald's so that nobody in my office knew that I was eating McDonald's as often as I was eating it. You don't think you smelled like grease when you went back in? I don't know. Maybe. Do you feel greasy after? And I'm being serious. If you eat a Big Mac and large fries, and do you actually feel after like, oh, I had a lot of grease in me? I don't know. No, you I don't. don't think so. Do I I well? stopped. I stopped supersizing the fries, and I stopped ordering pop. And now I will have a water. So I'll eat a Big Mac and a, like a medium fries and a water. That that's my meal. I don't. I never order pop anymore, and I don't supersize. So it's not as bad. And recently I started doing the $5 menu at McDonald's, which is even less food. It's a smaller sandwich, uh, same size fries, I think, but still with water. It's five bucks. It's, I don't know. It's cheap. It's good. You don't, <laughs> you don't eat fast food that often. Well, I probably eat it more than I should, but I don't eat McDonald's particularly. I try to avoid some places, but anyway, yeah, no, it's not good. Is it a pride thing or is it more just uh, a choice based on? Well, everybody assumes just because I'm fat that I eat shit, right? <laughs> and so part of it's pride for sure, but part of it's just like I know that that shit's no good for me. Right. Wait, is there a fast food place that you say, yeah, okay, that's better than the others? Like Wendy's or A&W or? Uh, I don't I guess it depends on what your classification of fast food is, right? Well, yeah, as in why those are range. all fast food. A and W, yeah, but those McDonald's, are all burger KFC. joints, right? But like, is is Vietnamese or Westernized Vietnamese fast food? Like, it, it's, it's like quite, a nice bowl mm. bowl of pho. Yum yum. See, pho, I would eat that yeah. any day. Pho? pho. I think pho. it's called pho. Or pho? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's Vietnamese, a soup, right? right? Like the yeah. Yeah. vermicelli yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like you know, or you know, if you go for a bon mi, like What's is that? that fast food? Bon mi is what. That's the Vietnamese sub sandwich. Oh, okay. oh, that's bread, right? Yeah, I I would still consider it on the less healthy scale. Would you sure. consider Subway fast food? Uh, the bread for sure. Yeah, if you're gonna have any of those white breads, you're eating crap. I always do a flat bread there. What do you think of the flat bread? I'm no expert. I think that um, <laughs> I think it's the same. It's a lot squished. of bread is just bread and served in different ways, yeah. especially when it's mass produced like that. I like bread. Yeah, do who doesn't like bread? Like bread? Fuck bread. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm trying to do is uh, no sugar added, and I'm careful about what I eat that already has sugar in it. Um, very little dairy, and no wheat, and so it's hard. Paleo, basically. very similar. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually it's it's similar, but the thing is, I'm not going to say no to cheese. Have you ever done paleo do before? It's a I lot, have, lot yeah. of programs like that. Yeah. Like that's the whole premise behind Wheat Belly and Grain Brain and Paleo. We, we've talked about paleo before. Yeah, a little bit. I, I did paleo like, for a month and lost 10 pounds like immediately. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be hardcore, you're going to go black and white. And don't I, I blur don't get lines. rid of cheese, though. No, never. That's, what I'm, that's why I said little dairy. I cut my <laughs> milk out. I'm not yeah. eating yogurt or anything. And, you know, like on, on a Friday night, if we're having drinks and you put out crackers, I'll probably have them. I'm just trying yeah. not to eat them every day all the time. Mm. 
But you're not gluten in, in sensitive or sensitive no. or anything. No. No. So it's just I just think as a society we eat a lot of bread, man. Well, that became the staple to feed a, a population that was exploding, right? Yeah. And it was quick and it was fast. It's like corn in the fucking US. Corn yeah. has no nutritional benefits really. But when that happened, bread had like four ingredients. Have you ever mm. looked at the ingredients list yeah. on a pack of bread? Uh, no. When's the last time you bought know. a loaf of bread from Costco and left it on the counter for a month? Ugh, and it's, you can still don't. make toast with it. But like even over the winter, like Dave, Dave and I, because I've been looking at different things like that. And we did wheat free for a while. And then when we came off of it, I started making some bread and I brought some over. Yeah, and like delicious. homemade bread, like literally four ingredient bread. I'm going to say different category. Was that sourdough? Entirely. No. That was just, it was it, just it's a, a, a no need recipe I was doing. Right. Where you, you just, you know, you got the yeast, the water, the sugar, the salt, and the flour. So I guess five ingredients uh, when it comes right down to it. Because yeah, you use the that, sugar to get the yeast going. But That's so much better than whatever the fuck they're putting in those. Yeah. But I mean, even eating it, like, you don't get that bloated feeling. You don't feel disgusting. Right. right. When you leave it out, it either dehydrates or molds. <laughs> you get these, you know, it you better get these... mold. If it doesn't mold, god damn it, that bugs me. You get these breads that uh, make all these claims to, you know, health benefits. It's full of, you know, vitamin B6 and iron and all this. But it's all fortified bullshit. And it's got, like, it's full grains added. in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it makes they make it look like it's this fantastic natural yeah. bread. Yeah. But it's still made in a factory. And you leave it on the counter, like you said. And it doesn't and go it, moldy. And nothing happens to it. Ever. <laughs> and, you know, the, the thing for me, like, about bread is how it affects your blood sugar because yeah. that's something that we really overlook when we talk about diet and food and the glycemic index of a brown bread is actually higher than white bread. What? <clears throat> yeah. And Why? Because there's more, more processable, uh, carbohydrates. What if, what if you made it yourself? The, it's based on it's based on a standard rate, so there's going to be fluctuations. But is is there more benefit and, to a brown than a white? Well, nutritionists would argue that whole grains are better for your body, and yeah. the fiber and the germ, and the more complete the carbohydrate, the better it is. But the bottom line is, it still jacks your blood sugar higher still than the bleached white flour bread does. I don't know if I hmm. completely agree with you, and I don't have the research to back. Well, no, that's a it. that's a fact. That's not. Like, I'm not pulling this shit out of nowhere. But you ever take a careful look at the glycemic index of foods? It's yeah. very interesting. I, I just actually, thought no, white bread was always like... My dad considered white bread Satan itself. Yeah. We, we, we couldn't eat raised. it. We couldn't eat it. We won't get it. I was raised on it too, but now no way, man. I, I don't even like it. buying it for my kids now just because of how I was yeah. raised. And that's just cultural ignorance. But is I, it, is no, it really? I'm not buying that. I but mean, yeah. aren't they stripping the the flour of the? Oh stuff? no, for sure. Nutritionally, it's not as valuable. That that's a fact. So, is there more benefit to brown bread than white bread on the whatever level you're talking about? Than there well, is. The, the point I'm making is neither is really that good for no, you. No, I know, but, it jacks but your glycemic. No, and I agree with that. If you if you agree with the whole wheat as a poison, theory, no, no, that's yeah. Anyway, okay, go which ahead. I what. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of the theory, right? It's like weed is bad for you, right? It, it increases inflammation, blah, blah, blah. That's why the whole popularity of the paleo diet and wheat belly and all that stuff, right? So, but if you're going to eat bread, is it better if you're going to eat white stripped bread of all its brown shit, whatever whatever that was, Yeah, is that actually better than brown bread or is it is it equal or is it nothing, in, in your opinion? It's a, it's a coin toss. 
Okay. So if you're talking like well-made sourdough bread or something, I, I can buy that theory. If you're talking Wonder Bread, I'm not buying your theory. Yeah, and that's fine. But that's how you've been, you know, trained. But, so think, if you, right? but if you made two loaves of bread from scratch, yeah, one white and one brown, what would you put any weight on either one? Or no, they're both basically the same. It's it's at the end of the day, it's the same product, okay. right? Even and though I, I'm not I, throwing in all the you know, preservatives and all that. Yeah. Garbage. And I, I think I agree with, I think I agree with that. It's probably more of a coin toss than anything in terms of yeah. like actual health benefits. You're still eating fucking loaf of bread. At the end of the day, the same rule applies moderation. No, you know what absolutely. I mean? Don't eat a loaf of bread every Oof. day. You know what I, I ate today? A loaf of bread? No. Uh, oh, that would have been hugely ironic. I ate one sandwich. Awesome. I ate one sandwich. It, I did have some bread. It was brown bread from superstore baked in store. I don't know. Anyways, I think it will mold. I hope so. <laughs> um, but no, what I also ate was a, it was a container of uh, potato salad from Walmart, probably eight inches high, eight inches, six inches that high. That does not sound healthy already. Six inches high. So I, it is so fucking delicious. I'm I sure. It is, I've never had anything so good as this fucking potato salad. Uh, dill on it. That's like mayo. the soda pop of salad. Oh my god! That How much sugar there would be. In so that? Yeah. so then I I I looked. I was looking for the nutritional label, which is not on any four side. <laughs> you know where it is? It's underneath. Underneath. The yeah. Lid. So you have to lift it up to read it. Of course it is, and uh, not once but twice was listed high fructose corn, corn syrup. syrup yeah. Gross. Both in the in the mayo that was part of the stuff, and right. also just as part of the meal itself, and I immediately went, "Oh my god!" Because that is like the number one thing you should never fucking eat under any circumstances, from what I've read, anyways. Yeah, I, anything. It was that twice on corn. the list, two times. That's potato why it's so delicious. Salad. Okay, you gave me a potato salad recipe yesterday. We were talking about yeah. Yeah. Okay, give it to me again. Well, we were just talking about I, uh, when when uh, we do homemade potato salad, we don't do that creamy kind of sauce with it, right? We do more of a German style. I want creamy potato sauce. salad. So you know, you use bacon and bacon fat, and Ugh. you know, potato and onion and I'm mustard. So aroused and, right now. Yeah, no, I mean it's just it's a <laughs> different dish, <laughs> but it also isn't got double dosing of high. High fructose corn oh syrup. And I, I was heroin so... and cocaine sprinkled in. And, <laughs> exactly. You know. I was so disappointed when I read that because I'm like, this is so good. I hope this is good for me. Uh, oh, it's not. I, no. I just aged 17 years. You might as well, that. seriously, you might as well have had a three cans of pop. But it was so good. The truth is, um, you make anything yourself, it's more likely to get going to be better for you. And I know it's a pain in the ass. It's a convenience thing, right? You don't want to spend two hours in the kitchen making potato salad. No. Well, you might. But it's night and day, the nutritional value. If you mm. follow a good recipe, you have your own potatoes, you're not throwing corn do you, do you cook? Do you cook? Very little because my wife enjoys it so much that she, she'll kick me out. Can if she you wants look to us cook. in the eye and say that? Your she, wife enjoys no, it. She really so much. loves it. I'm a spoiled man. Oh, I get she a really full does. meal every Every time I've ever been to Mike's house, his mm-hmm. wife is eating a salad. Over like a four and a half hour period. Yeah, no, it takes forever. Yeah, she's a slow eater. Yeah, she, well, that's fine. Wine, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying that's how it goes. The thing is, it's not so much that uh, she likes cooking so much as that she she needs to be in control of the cooking, I think. 
Maybe. Uh, but you know what? The thing is, um, we're both conscious of what we eat, and I'm grateful to her for handling it. No, truly. Um, Amber, we love you. She's super careful about like sugar and, and all that, and she really wants to make these meals that are delish and aren't cheeseburgers, right? So she's in there all the time researching, finding recipes, trying new things, trying new different types of sweeteners and stuff. You know, I mean, her salad dressings are the bomb, and they're super healthy. But it's because she's put a lot of time. And you, and you don't invite me over more because why? He doesn't like us. Because you drink all my wine, Dave. Oh, fuck that. Why don't I get it? I always bring my own booze. This Friday yeah. party at my house. Yeah. We, so a podcast uh, party. One question I have is, I'm kind of the outlier with these two because they're both married, mm-hmm. and with a living wife, and I no longer have that. So I cook for myself. Mm-hmm. But I really struggle with actually cooking for myself. Yeah. If if my kids are here, I can make a meal and I will actually put time into it. But if I'm by myself, it's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to eat a granola bar and wine. I'd say keep it simple. And not as simple as a granola bar. But, you yeah, know, but when your wife's gone, do you cook? Or would yeah, you? Yeah, I will. But it's simpler. Oh, yeah. It's I cook not as fancy more. for sure. I can really? throw like yeah. a chicken breast in the oven or some. My wife's a picky eater. So let's say no kids, no wife. Yeah, no. You, for you sure. would cook for yourself every meal. No. I might have cheese and crackers for dinner a little more often. No. Yeah, that sounds. But right. uh, no, I mean, if you're no, talking steak like steak and sure anything yeah, on the barbecue, no. yeah. boom. Uh, any type of steamed veggies, done. Yeah, you know, eggs all that. for breakfast. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's yeah. all good. And I'm a shake guy. I only really eat one meal a day. I have shakes all the time, so that wouldn't really matter just shakes actually let's talk about that because um i got into that a while for this year in terms of i started eating fruit veggies like frozen fruit and veggies ground up with protein powder and like some uh uh oh man hemp not hemp yeah you can hemp seed and all kinds of fun maybe hemp seed and i got some uh, or chia that's a big thing chia what do you call that uh it's like a grain, but it's flax. Like flax, yeah. Flaxseed. Yeah. All of that stuff's good. I mean, hemp, hemp hearts? Hemp hearts. Hemp hearts. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. My brother in law is a huge into um, uh, eating shakes hemp. like that. Yeah. Hemp hearts. Yeah. They eat a lot of shakes. So for a while, I was trying to do that, but fuck, I just can't do anything consecutively. Uh, Consistently. You someone, know what, man? Someone needs to just shoot me. Just. Fucking put me on. I'd like to make a blanket statement right up front about shakes. If you want to be serious about shakes, go out and get yourself a Vitamix. Don't fuck around with mom's blender. No, we have Vitamix. Yeah. Right there. Right there. I'm just going to clarify for the, for the bulk of our listeners. uh, Vitamixes are for rich people with two incomes. (laughs) No, No, fair enough. They're 500 bucks on sale at Costco. Yeah. That's expensive, but you'll use it every day. Twice. I bought myself a ninja, Ninjas are good. Ninja with yeah. with the single serving blender options, and that works very well for me. And it's probably twenty five percent of a Vitamix. Cool. I think a Vitamix has like a two horsepower engine in it or something. It's <laughs> kind of nuts. You could drive to San Francisco with that. Thing. You can make Maybe. hot soup in it. Well, the friction know. from the blades well, heats the liquid. And there are videos no, you on couldn't. YouTube. I'm not kidding. That's true. That's true. Okay, I'm done it. There are there's a okay. video series on YouTube. You can actually boil water in the blender. Yeah, you can. You okay. can actually. We're it. we're gonna make a video of Ron doing that, and we're gonna post that. Not that impressive. Tor- tortilla soup could be done. T- 
tortilla yeah. soup. Yeah, it's one of like the first things you learn how to make in your vitamin. What's tortilla soup? What is that even? Oh, thing? you it's like onion and carrot and uh, cilantro, and you put in popcorn seeds and you yeah. heat it up with the blade. Yeah, just yeah, let it, it, it spin. I think it's about so eight, eight minutes or so. It boils Boom. eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. That this is be. not a regular blender. This is no, like this badass. Is, but hang on, there's a there's a video series on YouTube called Will It Will Blend? Blend? Yeah. And I've they test the Vitamixes by throwing like golf balls and shit in them. iPhones. And these Vitamixes, iPhone, yeah. iPhone yeah. shoe, <laughs> and 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 these Vitamixes will rip up like virtually anything. Yeah. You know. So anyway, still slice a tomato, and, and we don't work for them. Just to no, we don't. Yeah, no. And I still my Ninja is way cheaper. <laughs> but anyway, getting no, back but to for shakes. shakes, like I did Shakeology for a while this year too, and I found yeah. uh, constant bathroom visits. Yeah, I did Shakeology really? for a few yeah. months. Um, same thing. A lot of a lot of farts. No, just like, oh, make sure you censor that. I don't want it, that word being on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like Shakeology. I'm not currently uh, ordering it, but yeah. I have ordered a lot of it. Um, it keeps you feeling full throughout the day. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree. It has its place, but a little bit of stomach issues with yeah. Shakeology. If you're spending like eighty percent of your time in the bathroom, that's not that's not okay. No, like four hundred bucks, so I can spend you know three hours a day in the can. I could probably mix you up something that'll do the same thing. No, I just wanted it for because it has the, like the complex nutrition on a low calorie end, right? So mm-hmm. it was just one of those things I, I wanted to try. I'd kind of put it off a long time. I had a friend did it work from school. Ah, honestly, not really. No, interesting. No, the the downside way outweighed the upside. Well, you think you're super fat, so well, no, I am super fat. Ugh. All right, fine. You're super fat. What's that? What you want me to say? I'm just saying. It's so just how long day. did you do it? Um, how long did you do it? How long did I do it? About two and a half months. And were you doing okay. two shakes a day? Uh, no. I, I The coach that I know suggested one a day. Okay. And that was this year? Kind of yeah. That was for breakfast? Yeah. So between when you started and, and when you ended, what was there any benefit to it or you just bailed? Ah. <sighs> That's a good question, Dave. Um, I don't know. At the end of it, you, I, I maybe felt like I was a little bit mentally sharper at the end. Hmm. Maybe I was sleeping a little bit better. So why'd you stop? Because the gastro issues oh, yeah. were yeah, that sounds terrible. no good. Well, um, Amber has been doing uh, Isogenics, which is a competitor to yeah. Shakeology. And uh, I, I'm a huge believer of the Beachbody workouts online. I'm not, I'm not plugging it. I'm not selling Beachbody it. Beachbody by who? It, uh, the company's so, called Beachbody. So they have all these... Uh, is that affiliated with Isogenics? No, it's affiliated with Shakeology. Shakeology oh, is okay. their product. So you pay 99 bucks for a year and you get uh, uh, streaming online workout videos like um, cross-training. And they have like hundreds. They have so many. So there... Money Too well many. spent. If you want to work out and you don't want to go to the gym, money well spent. So I like their if that you do product, it, but the the Shakeology I found gave me the shits. Hmm. Um, I also did their uh, pre workout, uh, which was okay. I did their post workout. I did a bunch of their products, and they're all okay. They're all okay. And you were on the shakes at the time. Did it improve my life? I don't know. Yeah, I was doing the shakes. So the same w- time. what about the Isogenics? Is it the same idea as the say Shakeology? Very similar. They have their own philosophies, that sort of thing. The one thing, the one thing about Isogenics that I did notice is that I don't get the shits. So I mean, that's a big difference. But you, you already have this like lifestyle of working out 
and eating moderately healthy or, or cycling through moderately healthy and not. Yeah. Why the, why the fad diets? Wanted to try it. Just to I mean, see I if wanted it's, to if it's more it. effective than what you're doing. Yeah. And you know, if, if you look at it, you're, you're spending about five bucks a shake. That's about mm. the cost. But I mean, if you're not actually eating lunch, it's about the same values. You, know I guess I mean? it's, you don't have to think about it. You just dump it. You just go to the it. kitchen at your work and throw in. For me, I do some almond milk and uh, throw it in a blender and boom, right? There's Whatever's in the, in the package. And it is, it is satisfying. Yeah. There's enough shit in those things that actually makes you feel full and not bloated and all that. Just, yeah. Again, I felt like the, the Shakeology product gave me the shits a bit. So is, is there one track that you would recommend that you've like gravitated to more than one time or a few times over like, I like say, the last 10 years? I like shakes. I'm just not convinced that you have to buy someone's product in order to do it. You yeah. can make your own shakes. Yeah, I think you could go down to Costco and get a, a thing of uh, protein and do one scoop in the morning with a little bit of berries and you can throw in a bit of flax. And this right, and that. and that's, that's what I buy, Pro, yeah, the Costco protein. I think you can do that if you're mindful about it. I don't know that you need to actually purchase isogenics mm. and do these shakes like that. But at I mean, least you know what's in it if you're making it yourself. Well, they have a complete um, ingredient list on all of these products. But the, the truth is, and I've spent some time Googling them, and sometimes you're just like, what, what is this? You no, know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, even when you're Googling it, you're not entirely certain why it's in there. Mm. You Interesting. Know? But I think you, not everyone can do shakes. They're not always satisfying. Um, this is going to make me sound really pathetic, um, but I'll, I'll admit it. Uh, you can do the odd glass of Metamucil if you want to get through the day. If you're shaking it and you're trying not to cheat, and that's that'll just make you uh, full. it's just fiber. Fiber, right? That's yeah, it. Yeah, just gives you a f- sense of feeling full, mm. and it'll, it'll help you last another hour until your dinner time. Well, and you're in your forties, so that's that's pretty typical. So Metamucil is not such a bad <laughs> thing. I think you can overdo Metamucil, though. Ron could probably. Uh, you can that. overdo everything. Yeah. I like shakes. I'm used to them. I think that they take getting used to like any other thing. How how many You do two shake meals a day? I do breakfast and lunch. And then my uh, rule is, it, my rule is I'm not super hardcore. If I have a business lunch or something, I'll just go and have lunch. I just mm. try to order carefully and I'll just right. skip the shake. But, but generally, yeah, two a day. So do you take the shakes to work? Yeah. I have a little setup at work. I have a setup at home. Nobody messes with me. I watch all the staff eating lunch, and I go in and make my little shake, and they, we all have a laugh. I'm like, <laughs> they oh, make fun of you good. every That day. looks good. They're like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> all right, well, I'll just leave with my shake. Huh. Um, yeah, funny. it works for me right now. Real food is not a bad thing, though. I'm not trying to suggest. And, you know, maybe down the road with long-term effects of having shakes, maybe you're ingesting too many nutrients, too many things. I, I feel like I don't you, know. you can't ingest too many nutrients. Your body will just piss them out. Right, it's Maybe. like it's like taking too many multivitamins. You you just you use what you can and get rid of the rest, right? Some things are fat soluble, not water soluble, and those things tend to hang around. Like, like vitamin E, vitamin D. Water, is is, that, a neg- is D, that a sorry. negative? Well, you can get toxicity if you build up too much fat soluble. So I should stop eating uh, fourteen pounds of vitamin E every week. You take vitamin E pills? No. Okay. Do you? No. What do you guys take for vitamins or D, any type of pill? D I take. I take a multivitamin. I take B6, B12, B1. Wow. For my foot. Yeah. They gave me that. And then I'll dump a few vitamin Cs in there. Every day? 
uh, pretty well recently. Yeah, you taking high doses? No, just a couple. Like, are you aware of what your B twelve dose is or your B six? Uh, I'm taking a B six slash twelve pill. I take two of those a day. So that I don't know how much is in lower. There. I'm not sure how much is in the, in each one. My family has. But it's a, more than normal. Yeah, for while you're for taking me, it, right? Because I've only been doing it for the last couple like month, say. I swear by B twelve and B six though. I think they're both great. You're recommending those in terms of like drinking. Yeah. Well, I find that hangovers. Um, and and I was told this by one of our fabulous neighbors who's into this, but uh, try B six if you don't want to lose your memory after drinking. I was like B six, um, but I found that um, B six. Which is, neighbor? No names mentioned. Somebody who knows a lot about that kind of stuff. Uh, um, initials. A S. And I, I tried it, and I bought a bottle of B6, and I've been taking it since, and I like it. I find that uh, my mental faculties feel sharper when I take B6. I don't know. Maybe it's me. The other thing is B12. How often do you take it? Every day, 250 milligrams. 250? Yeah. I got to check. I don't think I don't know how much trouble my pills are. That's I take a fairly high dose. <clears throat> it's fair, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure I'm just pissing it out, though. Is that just a one pill? Yeah, it's a bunch. That's one pill. Of both. And then the B12 I take separately, and I have like a crazy dose. It's 2,500 micrograms. Holy. Um, but are I have you deficient? a... Well, my family has a history of it. But are you deficient? I'm just making sure that I'm not. So no, the answer is no. Not that I'm aware of, but I have some of the symptoms that my sister had when she was, you know, Which formally what? told. Um, lethargic, I'm lethargic, quite okay. lethargic. Really? Um, when I don't take it. I'm telling you, you, you take me off B12 for two weeks, and I get super tired. What? Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, I, that was noticeable in my life, and I thought, well, if that's all it takes to fix that problem, then I'm going to keep taking it. And oh, it's not sure. expensive. Hmm. Yeah, Brandy's actually clinically, my wife, um, B12 deficient. We actually did injections for a long time. Yeah. Does she have she pernicious does anemia? No. no. Okay. No. But uh, it's, uh, anyway, yeah, it's a thing. B12 does help. V6... I don't know. I think you're convincing yourself. Maybe. Yeah. It's a placebo. But it may have some effect. I read cocaine that. too. I also like I like snorting cocaine off of hookers' chests. Yeah, those are the days. That helps. I read that um, with my middle-aged men should take, get more vitamin D as well. That, yeah. uh, if you're not vitamin outside, D yeah. in isolation isn't that much use. Mm. You need to have a calcium with it. Really? I, I yeah. take calcium and. D, but I don't never see the sun, so that helps with me, right? D is sun juice, sun juice. I think there's a scientific name for it is sun juice. No, sure. I guess so. If you don't go outside, you need vitamin D to stay alive. You're right? always outside. I'm not outside. You ever notice you go to your parents' uh, bathroom and you look and there's like. 900 pill bottles you know my, my parents are in their 70s and it's like they're taking this and I'm taking that and I'm taking magnesium and I'm taking blah 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 and that and that and you're like wow you're getting old but then I look at myself and I'm like wait a minute I'm already on like four vitamins a day you know isn't that the same path yeah. no because someone else will come along and convince me that I need to take magnesium and the next thing you know I'll have a but, fifth bottle but why not but that's the question at what point do you go I'm taking a bunch of shit and I don't need any of it. Well, the alternative is that you can go live in the bush and and kill deer for food and live off the land and see if well, that, that that's helps. not the only alternative. No, but if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you know, 
adjust your physiology to what your evolutionary status should be in terms of what you need for like physical living, then why not? You know, I used to know a guy who pumped septic tanks. <clears throat> and This doesn't sound relevant. No, it is relevant. He used to always laugh at, because there's people who'd be on his list more frequently than probably they needed to be. Mm. And it's because they were on all these multivitamin yeah, supplements that they couldn't digest. And there's all this vitamin sludge in the bottom of their septic tank. And, you know, so the point being that you know, you're not wrong. You're either pissing or shitting it away. So, like, there's a there's a threshold. But the thing is, would you rather be deficient or excessive? I well, would rather be... Some things in excess are very dangerous. Like, okay, like what? I don't know about your standard vitamins, though. I don't, anyway. There's no fucking rules. Everyone's going to die no matter what. So, Jesus Christ, we might as well all just put a fucking gun in our mouth and kill ourselves. The end. Okay. All right, see you guys. Good night. <laughs> that's all right, not, that's, that's, that's not been a podcast. At all. And the podcast's over. Um... Yeah, but that's always a question I have. Is at what point, like, are we over-medicating ourselves, especially with all this natural remedies and stuff? You know, like, my yeah, dad... When the doctor says to you, are you on any medications? Well, that you stuff tell them about technically all that stuff? counts, right? Yeah, uh, maybe not vitamins. Yes. Yeah, some, well, some, there you go. Yeah. I mean, my dad's quite sick, and he's being hopped up on every natural remedy for a long time trying to self-medicate. And the doctor said, you got to just stop all of it so we can figure out what's going on. You're taking this and that and this thing, you know, from the health food store. And? Well, he's not necessarily better. But my point wasn't that it's made him better. It's my point is that they were like, we have no idea how things are being affected anymore because you're taking like 19 products. You know, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit. Wheatgrass. Wheatgrass is great. Is he eating wheatgrass? Uh, no, he's not eating wheatgrass. But you know what my parents are into is uh, colloidal silver. Oh, I never heard it's of like that. Silver infused water. Really? And they swear by it. And is it is it actually doing anything? Or is it just, could be a placebo? I don't it's know. Just, it's it's toxically poisoning. But it's them. like, hey, you got to cut. Naturally <laughs> antibacterial. You got to cut. Really? Put some colloidal silver on that. You got a headache? Drink some colloidal silver. Like everything. See, my dad thought wheatgrass was going to kill it. It was going to kill his cancer. It didn't. It didn't do that. No, apple cider vinegar is another product. Oh my god! People take it for everything, right? Works for warts. Oh yeah, I, I don't doubt there's applications. I found it does. I did. I used it on a wart and it killed it. I'm Maybe sure it, did. it took general, like though. two months. It was fucking forever, but finally killed it. People always. I couldn't, I couldn't even always touch a default woman. to the sense of more is better. And what? people get chemical burns and all kinds of things. Though that's why I'm laughing. From apple cider vinegar. Yes. How? It's an acid. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And so people put excessive amounts and apply it multiple times through the day. I've seen some stuff, Dave. It's not pretty. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Where do they put it? Well, you get warts literally anywhere in your body from head to toe. Mm, that sounds genital to me. Well, I've seen that, yes. Uh, Feet, kids especially, because their things different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. yeah. People are messed up. You, guys, tell, don't, you tell somebody. All right. Public, public service announcement, guys. Don't burn your kids with acid. Yeah. That's not a thing. Don't do that. If Any they have warts. Acid. If they have warts, go to the doctor. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Don't dunk them in acid, guys. What's the moral of the story here, though? Because we talk about. You know, what motivates you to work out? You talk about shakes and vitamins. You talk about booze. You talk about, 
Like, like there's no real solid answer. There isn't that, and that's the problem here. You that's got, the problem. Well, look at look at the fitness industry right now, right? Right. Could could you pick any one line and say, oh, this is the one? Yeah. No. What? What's the one? That Nike commercial you came out with, uh, I think, in the prologue. These shoes are great, but only if you get off your ass and use them. Well, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's true. You know what? But that doesn't have anything to do with supplements or alcohol dependency or cocaine or mushrooms no, but or me like having sex with aliens. So the translation of what it is that I'm trying to say is probably the biggest problem we have is that we have knowledge, but we're not making use of it. I know. And that that's my life. My life. Mm. So fix fix me. You too, fix me. It's about motivating yourself. My hands are out. Fix me. Well, I have my theories for sure, and and whatever. Right, let's hear. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. No, well, as far as physical activity, you have to do some form of cardio. You should do like cross training so you get your core stronger. Yeah, but why do you care enough to do it? That's it, that's the that's the. I think it's just healthier. But again, I might drink no, no, myself. But, but why though? So feels good. Feels good. Feels good to wake up in the morning and go for a run. It feels good to stretch. So have you ever gone through good. a prolonged period of time where you didn't do it? Mm, not particularly. Maybe when I was a kid. Like th- three months. Take three months off. Um, I always did something. What? Like inline Why skating though? or something. So, so are you the outlier? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm a freak. Did you? Did I what? Did you ever take three months off? Yeah, I'm currently on a three-month For fuck's sake. No, but here's the thing. I've never done physical activity. The first time I ever wanted to do physical activity, I decided that I was going to start running. I was, I was all smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day, and I would go for a run, and then I'd come home and smoke cigarettes. Like, okay, I just went for a run. I'm going to smoke cigarettes now, right? That was just what I did. But I, up until then, I was never involved in sports. I didn't do anything, anything yeah. at all. No, I did lots and lots of sports and different activities, especially as I, I, when I was a kid. I always had something on the go, much like mm. what Michael describes. I was nationally ranked weightlifter. I was highly competitive swimmer. I did volleyball, basketball, badminton, you know, you name it. I, I was quite involved, a little bit of baseball. And then university came along, and, yeah, my priorities just shifted, and and it was I've, I've found it really hard to go back, so and we, I didn't so expect that. We have three very, very different individuals here. We have me, who never did anything physical, really, our entire life. Then Michael, who says that he was always physical, right? More or less, yeah. More or less. And then we have you, who grew up very, very physical and then just stopped. Yep. Okay, so how are we going to tie this into like something that's going to help whoever the fuck's listening to this podcast? Because I don't know. Don't don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. Don't yeah, but stop. How do you start? I would agree if, with that. Yeah, but what what's what's the catalyst? Do you need a do you need to go get a trainer? Do you need friends that will? Like, I think push it's different for it? everybody. Like Michael talked about it, he did it for the high, it's and the and high. I knew exactly. Always though, I knew exactly 100%. what he was talking yeah. about. I didn't say it at the time, but I understood what he was saying. But the high was never enough for me. I needed the competitive piece too. Like you notice everything I'm talking about, it's competitive. It's true. And I do mostly solo sports. Right? So if, and you, I, if you signed up for something competitive right now. I'll, with, the thing is I'm not at that level anymore. No, right? it doesn't matter. If you sign up for, let's say, let's say you signed up for a half marathon. 
sure. in six months. Would that push you? No. Why not? So you can over you can overstand. I need so. somebody to train with. I need somebody yeah. to push me every day. Half marathon is no joke. You can't do that and sign up for six months. It's I mean, I know a months? guy who's a great runner, and uh, he just he he started this new technique, and uh, it's called uh, barefoot running. Mm. And uh, he he says it really helped improve everything about the way he runs, his speed, all that. And he went and signed up for a fifty kilometer ultra marathon, like 50. right away. And uh, it was super super hard on him. Like it was way. Too have hard. you ever have you ever barefoot run? I I I practice that technique now, but but not really with bare feet. Can I, I share a quick story? Yeah. Um, when I started running. Uh, a couple of years ago uh, with shoes on, I had really bad shin splints and I couldn't, I had to stop. I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. my shins would start hurting so badly that I just, I had to quit. Like it was like people were cutting my shins open. Um, and then a couple of months later I started doing some research and reading about it and I got rid of the shoes completely Yeah, and started running again. And I had zero pain. I could run on a treadmill for, 45 minutes. If you want to talk barefoot running, we could do a whole podcast on it. Cause I'm totally sold on it. I believe in it. I'm very interested in that because it, it took me from like being unable to run at all to being able to run indefinitely just by getting rid of shoes. Okay. So that was the only thing I changed. It's not that you have shoes on or that you don't have shoes on. Um, because you can run the same way with shoes on. If you know how you run with bare feet and you emulate that with shoes on, here's the thing. Maybe. Yeah. Depends what, on the shoes, what, too. What's giving you the shin splints is the cushiness of the shoes allow you to throw your heels down to the ground. That's that's all it is. It makes your, your feet jar into the ground with every step. When You you wouldn't do that with bare feet. You wouldn't slam your heel down to the cement. You'd no. be more onto the, the, the balls of your feet, right? And and that's what you do when you're when you're barefoot running. Even with shoes on, you're concentrating on running on the front of your feet, not the not letting your heel hit first. Okay, well let, let's keep that for another show. Sure, that's that's interesting. We 100%. can talk about that later. But for now, to just tie this together, um, I don't even know where we were. But it, again, bringing it back to the three of us, like we have very different, very different paths that have led us to this point. And at this point, the only one who is making any effort in terms of, of physical activity and health stuff is, is Mike. And your motivation is still sort of vague it's true. to me. It's true. I think you got to just challenge <laughs> like, yourself, though. Like anyone, you just have to say, I'm going to do but it and challenge what, yourself. But, what, but what is, what's, what's making you do that? The high. But is it, cause, know, is it, is it, it looks? So crazy. Maybe. Like, is maybe. It, is, is it? Maybe there's vanity there. Maybe. Vanity, like you're married. It's not like you're trying to attract a mate. No, but, but you don't want to be a, you know, piece I'm a, of shit to your wife. Like, I'm addicted to it. I, I've said it right from the beginning. I'm addicted to it. I'm trying to run faster all the time. I'm addicted to it. it okay, so Ron, then in, in your experience, you were at some point addicted to it. Oh yeah, or no, no for sure. So what was your motivation at the time? Um, just to see how far I could push myself. Okay, but then what? Is it is a matter of like community that made that go away? Well, like you said, it was more intense yeah. when you were in college or whatever, right? Yeah, you had, even you had community people around you that were pushing you. Yeah, and that went away. Yeah, yeah. Like I, my training partners, we all kind of went different way. My oldest brother had weightlifted with us 
And, you know, him and I just weren't always all that social. We were living together and kind of drive each other nuts. So, so, you know, to go to the gym together wasn't really a thing. We had different work schedules, that kind of stuff. So do you think that to get back to that, that mental state, if you had a community around you that was actually pushing you that way, that would work for you? Yeah, no, I, I've tried to reach out to a couple of people over the years that I thought would be a pretty good match and, you know, just haven't found a willing participant yet. But for me, it's going to take, for sure, it's going to take somebody to, because if I feel like I'm letting somebody else down, that's more meaningful to me than letting myself down. Oh, for sure. See, I, and I, I get that for sure. Like I need, I need to be disappointing someone <laughs> or else I can't move forward. Even though. Yeah, like, there's motivation in that for sure. It's, yeah. it's true. I don't know. So, I, I almost feel like there is no actual answer. There's no way to wrap it up formally. There like, isn't, no. You almost have to return to it, say, like six months from now. Let's have this conversation and see what's changed. Like, well, is there something that, okay, well, like you're on a good path, Michael, in terms of what you're doing. Like, But is there something that me and you could commit to, like with this show that we could come back to? Yeah, that's a tough question for me. Like a lot of, I, I a lot of, the, thing, a lot of the things I like to do, the environment requires specialized equipment right that sounds like an excuse no no i'm just saying like for me that's where i that's my happy place i like to you know have weights that i can access and i like to be able to go higher and do more i agree with that and like it's 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 a real thing i'm not making an excuse okay so but how many how many facilities are there in this town alone that you could do that oh there's at least three okay yeah so what's 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 the barrier cash do it in your house like I do. That's my secret. I have a room I dedicated to yeah. working out. I don't. I, unfortunately, I don't have that luxury right now. I have. I have my whole basement is full of weight equipment no, right I, now. I know. Um, the only thing I don't have is a like a uh, a squat cage with like. Uh, you don't need that shit, man. That's overkill. Squatting? Oh God! You don't squat? Do I do squats, but I don't need a cage and a fucking no, barbell. I, I never use the cage either. Y- you yeah, know what I mean? Do I don't have squats. a weight. I don't have a, enough weight downstairs that do you, lunges. For you. You don't need a lot of weight. I'm tall, yeah. man. This is See, a whole but that's other that's different, right? Like uh, for me, I do need, but it's okay. just how I. So how I okay, so then thing. I have enough weight downstairs then that you could start. Maybe. And I could too. Yeah. Do you want to start fucking working out in my basement? No. Why not? Because we've been talking about that for what three years. Yeah, but it's all there. It's yeah, no, I know, but about half the time your house is total chaos with your kids and my kids and life. Yeah. That's still excuses. I think we. No. I think we can pull it off. If we haven't done it in the last three years, what, why is the next six months different? <sighs> okay, if you guys so were to just state a simple goal. Yeah. For for six months from now, like if you said, Dave, I'm going to run a five k. I don't want. I don't want to run a five k. No. I want to gain forty pounds of muscle. Wow. In f- six months. Yeah. No. It's possible. You have to do steroids, I think. No, it's even it's in that book right there. Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. All right, fair enough. Pound pound a week would be about average. Okay, so between now and next summer, I would like to lose twenty pounds of fat and gain twenty pounds of muscle. Cool. We've all heard that challenge. We're yeah. gonna hold you to it. Okay. How about I, you? you? High have, five. High you five. You press like two hundred fifty pounds again. That was a that horrible was high five. There we go. How about you, Ron? High five, Ron. You want to get your bench press back to 250? Okay, Ron, no. pick a goal. One simple I just one. I made one. I'm going to lose 20 Eat. pounds of fat, and I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle. Michael heard me. You heard me. There you go. Curl That's the thing. 40-pound dumbbells 10 times a side. 
I could probably do that now. 50 pounds. Something, I could, something. I could, I'll think about it. Come back to me. I what are know. you doing? He doesn't need to do no, anything. He's hey, already, he's already. He has goals. Just look, because he's doing stuff him. doesn't mean he doesn't have a goal. He doesn't even I'll, have a, I'll run a marathon. I've only ever run a half marathon. He doesn't have any fat on. You're, in the next six months. Yeah. Winter well, in Canada, winter, you're going to yeah, run like, a marathon. I, yeah, I'll run a marathon. Where? Uh, I'm already kind of eyeballing one. That's not right. really a fair challenge, then, is it? Why? Because I'm already thinking. You no, but it's, it. it's not a fair challenge. It doesn't matter because he's already way ahead of us. So it's not. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just curious where the marathon is. Um, okay. Well, there's one in Kelowna in October, uh, October seventh, yeah. I believe that weekend. That's and pretty. That's, that's, right that's coming right up. Yeah. So. And you feel ready for that? Barely. You're doing five minute kilometers, right? Yeah, but I'm not doing forty-two kilometers. No, in no. Five but minutes. yeah, no. That well, it'd be pretty impressive. He's well, ready. He's ready. All right, there's my challenge. There's your challenge. 50 pounds of muscle in one calendar year. No, no. 20. I'm going to lose 20 20 pounds of fat, gain gain 20 20 pounds of muscle. How are are we going to know that you did that? I don't know. I weigh 180 pounds of fat right now. So if I weigh... Give him a hug right now. If you weigh 180 pounds of muscle. If I weigh 180 pounds of muscle and I don't have boobs... And I'm not an alcoholic, then you know I win. Boom. All right, challenge accepted. Wow. Right. No and Ron? Moves. Kelowna. 25 I miss, push-ups. Oh, I miss Kelowna. I love Kelowna. Oh, you should come with us. I will come. Where are you going? Where are you staying? I don't know. I would just answer that by saying we're staying in wine country. You know, a hotel or you know people? Yeah, there? I got a hotel. Oh, yeah. how long are you going to be there? Uh, the run is Sunday morning, so uh, probably two nights. How long are you how long are you gonna live in Airdrie for? Maybe the rest of my life. We'll see. No, you're not. That's not a thing. Hard to say. Me neither. I'm not living there. That's a topic for life. another conversation. Well, I'm the only loser that's staying. No, Ron's not either. We're all going to Hollywood. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I still haven't set a goal. We'll set one. I'm thinking. I got one. He's got one. You got one. Yeah, I haven't. I hadn't given it any thought. No, neither did we. I just fucking threw that shit out there, but I'm ready. I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to live this way anymore. And I don't want to be a drunk anymore. I'm tired of it. There you go. All right. I'm throwing out all sorts of goals. You sure are. I want a longer penis. <laughs> just kidding. My That's penis is goal. <laughs> just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. I think I heard that today on an earlier podcast. I'm going to take genetic injections in my scalp to grow back my hair. I feel like I need that too. No, you're fine. It's getting it's, it's getting bad. There's nothing wrong with being bald. Fuck it. If girls don't find you attractive bald, then they're not worth you. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious. If 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 you okay. Some I, people just don't like bald. If I had a lot of money though, I would still get my hair back for damn sure. <laughs> just because it looks better with a hat. You get like one of those big forest ranger hats. If you don't have hair, like Johnny Depp, it doesn't look quite as cool. Whatever. Anyways. Good goal. What's your goal? Quickly. Well, I'll steal Mike's then. I'll do the 25 push-ups. 25 push-ups. Yeah, that's what he said. By when? I don't know. Spring? You got to pick a date, or it doesn't matter. By what? March? Well, I'm doing six months. Six six months from my 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually prefer to run a marathon in the spring. I'll do one this this October. I'm aiming at it, but I, I kind of feel like with this new running technique, it's going to be tough. A half I can barefoot. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so if we all said by like March first, we have to be done. March first. Then it's fuck it. Common date. Done. Sweet. All right, I'm in. All right, guys, you heard it. We all made some weird ass goals today. Um, this is a long episode, I think. But you know what? I enjoyed every goddamn second of it, and I hope you did too. I just want to say I love you to Ron and to Michael. Oh, nice. Thanks so much for being here and for spreading the juicy love with us. Wow, that's sweet. We will be back soon. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about next time, but it's going to be good. We should close these podcasts with a passage from the Bible. Which which Bible? Uh, you choose. What, what's okay. that now? Uh, Leviticus sixteen sixteen, and if the woman menstruates within ah! no is that not a th- I'm pretty uh, sure that, that was the demon coming out of me <laughs> <laughs> alright we're done alright I love you guys don't forget to go check out onfin.com yeah our websites are there and you can also get these on iTunes the road just look it up you'll find it Ron and Dave um, will add Michael to it if we feel like it mm-hmm. I'm on probably sooner or later because I don't know. He's pretty sexy the way he sits there like that. Well, he brings good microphones. He does. He brings very good microphones. And if anybody wants to buy us more microphones, they are welcome to do that. I will put some in my Amazon wish list. If you go to... uh, I don't know how you get to my Amazon wish list. Type in in Onfin and see what happens. I don't know. Whatever. A-U-N-F-I-N. Anyways, we love you. Good night, Ron. Good night, Michael. Good night. Thanks for a beautiful conversation. Mm -hmm. I love you both. Bye, guys. Good night. Good night.